The Idiotville team would like to thank Community Access Media, The Atocalypse Food Truck, Palermo Realty, our Patreon subscribers, and all of our listeners for their support and contributions. We love you, Erie. Idiotville is a mature podcast. We sometimes touch on adult themes and use adult language. Listener discretion is advised. It's Idiotville 209. I am your host, Dill Spears, and we are in the Hall of Justice with Anna Hartvigsen. Hello. Hello, Anna. (laughs) And Brent and Liberty. And the N is for the way you nut at me. I told you I'd do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, no, was, that was a terrible tweet. That it, it, it inst- It's the first time I've ever seen a tweet not age well instantly. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it was another butter. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it went kind of viral this week, and um, the Ted Brogan sent that over to me, and I'm just like, there's no way that that can't be what N stands for this week. That's just the way it's going to be. Like, there's no grace period there. Like, that just <laughs> instantaneously is Yeah, your, your seven-day grace period, not a thing. Oh, my God. So. Yeah, that was just. <laughs> like, who hit, like, send on that tweet? <laughs> and was like, yep, this is it. This this is the money tweet. This is gonna make nutter butter go viral. Do you think they either didn't think of the connotation or thought, oh, I'll slip this under the radar? No, were they just like lacking and they were like, yeah, we just need some generic <laughs> something just for consistency. Somebody just put something up. Just I can just imagine this social media person just in this fucking boardroom getting the shit kicked out of them and just being like, it was the most successful tweet that nutter butter has ever had. That's all I'm saying. You know what I did in honor of that? I went to a country. I nutted it people <laughs> no, no. no i went to country fair and i was looking for something to munch on and i got one of those one of those packages of like eight nutter butter cookies dude those are great I love oh, holy fuck Wait. so it worked yeah. you are making their case <laughs> yes like You're doing what you're doing <laughs> they nutted me hell yeah and they're Can delicious we just talk about how the wafers are better than the cookies though oh those wafers mm-hmm. one time oh my god they made what was called a, a peanut butter lasagna and the noodles for the peanut butter lasagna were those wafers. Oh my god, yeah. they're so good. His A1C went up four points that day. <laughs> yes, yes. I nearly died. From it. But oh my god, what a death. They ended up cutting off three of his toes. Uh, <laughs> worth it. Worth every second. Worth every toe. I still have seven toes left until he brings more. Yes, yes. And unfortunately, one of them was the big toe. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Oh that, oh, that little piggy went to the market, huh? I think we discussed this at some point, but how old were you when you realized that little piggy that was going to the market was not going shopping? I'm probably a little too old because, and the reason why is because you obviously don't think that when you're a kid, and then you don't really think of that little nursery rhyme again until, like, much, much later. Yeah. It was um, very recent, I hate to admit. I think it was, like, when it was going around social media, and I was like, oh, shit, that makes sense. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, we obviously, very obviously, don't have a guest in the studio this morning. Yeah. This afternoon, I guess. It's 12.07. 
12-07. So, we have uh, some stuff to discuss. Um, we want to shout out uh, our new Patreon. Yeah, Alex member. Messenger. We, he's been a guest, and now he's a patron. And we also, a big reason we're shouting out Alex is because we've started a whole new initiative on Patreon. And this one, I think it's going to continue to provide the content we need on it, and I think we're fired up to do it. Um, we've needed consistency on Patreon since we made the Patreon and said we were going to have consistency on it, and they never fucking did. Six times. Yeah. But this is this feels like it. Doesn't it to you guys? Absolutely. It sure does. So, do you want to explain it? As far as the tiers and everything? No, no, no. Just what it is. Okay, so what we're going to do with the Patreon is, is we know that uh, we do a lot of political content and a lot of opinion content, but we also know that people come to us for our interviews uh, and our shenanigans, because we have a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> there are shenanigans. And so what we've decided to do is we're going to kind of have a uh, an idiot fill what's going on right now or an idiot fill kind of uh, hot takes uh, breaking news kind of thing that we're going to exclusively have on our Patreon. So if you want our opinions about the news of the day or something that's very topical, we're going to start including those on our Patreon and we're going to stick to our very successful interview format for the most part on the show. Well, we like that format and we also realize that sometimes we have to break our content a little bit. We all hit points that we need to just enjoy our life and, and look at the good things that are happening around us mm-hmm. yeah, and so keeping our it. yeah if we can find mm-hmm. it yeah. and it's not fair to those people because we have people on and we've had people on that don't necessarily agree with our point of view but we can still be friends and we can still um, champion what they're yeah, doing and we, they don't need to absolutely be linked to all that stuff now that's not to say that we are not going to still you know say what we think on this show we are we are we are but we are but we also know that our opinionated asses there are going to be sometimes where we're interviewing somebody and what we think of what happened that week is not going to be able to make it onto that show. Right. Well, now there's a way to still get that out there. That's really our thought with it. Yeah, and what we're hoping for in the long term is that you like what we're doing here. You appreciate the interviews, the people that we connect with, the stuff that we bring you know, to attention, the people that we support. And so if you're looking for a way to support us, you can hop on over to our Patreon. And if you want to indulge in those extra little episodes every week, we would appreciate it. If you just want to support us, to continue what we're doing. We appreciate that as well. You don't have to listen to those. Yeah. And if you are interested in it, um, our lowest tier to be able to listen to that stuff, it's $3 a month. You'll barely even realize that it's gone. But those things, what we honestly use those for is um, any equipment that we use, any of our dues, like... Starting one of these, it can be uh, can be pricey. Um, we have to pay money to host all the shows that we have, and that just goes towards operational costs. And nobody's getting fucking wealthy off of this, but it does help defray those costs, and we appreciate your help on it. And honestly, we're just happy to have that other venue that can be a consistent for yeah, like source of content that we can have out there for you guys because we want to make that content. It's just that we we're not always afforded the ability to do so and now we are. Yeah, and something I'm going to do right here while we're uh, while we're talking about it um, we are going to go and look at our tiers uh, and Brent, it looks like we may actually have gotten another patron. We did. Okay. Um, I'm going to look here real quick at our tiers because I unfortunately don't have them memorized because 
Well, I don't have them memorized either. Who the fuck has them memorized? I'm not that into the page. Like, if we were we, if we were so good at Patreon that we'd have it mem yeah memorized, we wouldn't be pitching this new initiative to everybody on our Patreon that we've had for over two years and can't make consistent content for until now. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, let me pull that up. I know there's a couple different levels. I think really what the base is, is and why we have that $3 tier is because we just want to share with you guys a little bit extra, but then also are looking for your support as you listen to us weekly or you know however often you're able to tune in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a nice thing is because these are this stuff that we're putting on the Patreon is never going to go up on our regular uh, our regular feed. It's never going to go up. Well, it might go up on our YouTube feed eventually, but it's never going to go up on our on our. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And, you know, there's also, like, I, I guess the way that I think of it, I don't know about you guys, but it's a lot easier to make more content when you have that baseline in there. So if we have something we're doing every week for that, maybe we think, oh, shit, this would be awesome for the Patreon. We get that on there. So this is, I mean, I intend to have this lead to additional content on there for anybody who subscribes. But in order to do it, we need a baseline. We need to be able to promise that we're going to have something every week until deliver on it. That's what we have to do in order to get to that next step. Consistency is our, our focus. It is right our now. goal. So this is where we're starting with once a week, many episodes on Patreon only. Yeah. Do you want me to, I'm going to give them a secret of how anything that we've ever done that got accomplished in here has actually happened. Go ahead. And then after you do that, I'm going to read the tears. You have to make use of the one time you have, you have to find the best way you have to set aside X amount of hours every week at the same time every week so everybody knows that it's an appointment that they have to go to. And then you have to find ways to divvy up that time to make the most you can out of it. If you're asking somebody to do something on Tuesday, it's not going to fucking happen. Right. You have to use that time. Then if somebody gets a wild hair up their ass and does something on Tuesday, it's just augmenting the other shit that you already do. We all have jobs. We have families. It's hard to find that time sometimes. But if you want to make the baseline thing and you're looking to do it like we did, just pick a time and stick the fuck to it and then try to find the best way to use that time that's it it's just time management exactly so our uh, our tiers and i'm gonna i'm not gonna go crazy with reading what the tiers are uh our three dollar tier makes you a citizen of idiotville uh you get access to all the behind the scenes foolishness uh any sort of special local stuff that we do uh telling some personal stories and you'll get to find out once we bring back idiot of the week uh, you'll get that, and that's three dollars a month. And then we have a representative of Idiotville. Uh, you get everything in the first tier. Uh, plus, we'll drop your name on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, as we said, we do the heavy lifting. You sleep well at night, knowing you will live on in Idiotville infamy. 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 <laughs> uh, and then mayor of Idiotville. Who doesn't want to be a mayor? <laughs> you know. Uh, a mere mention of your name in social media uh, just doesn't hit the spot. Lucky for you, we shout out all of our Idiotville mayors on the air. You pick the show. We warm up the pipes and let our listeners know. Oh, I was supposed to pick the show? Well, okay, Alex, you can pick another show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but thank you, Alex. We do appreciate you, man. And then we have Governor of Idiotville, which is $19 a month. Uh, you get students. and you have to vote. Make sure you vote for the governor of Idiotville. There's a lot of power coming up in this next one. Yeah, and you know you want to make sure the right person's in there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, governor of Idiotville, uh, you get stickers. Uh, 
we need to get stickers. Yeah, we gotta make some stickers. Um, you know what I think we should do? Let's let's change that up a little bit. Cause I'm gonna talk to our good friends over at No Hugging No Learning. Yeah. Because there is a way that you can tie in some merch things with some of these mm-hmm. that they'll automatically deliver. Oh no, you 100 percent can. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cutting this out, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you. So if you want to just like reference that, like you can keep the merch stuff in there if you want. If somebody signs up for it. There's just an additional fee through Patreon that we didn't want to commit to until we had somebody at that level. Right. But once we do, it's like an extra 3% or something, and then they... Oh, I don't give a fuck about that, yeah. 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 All right, and then we have Vice President of Idiotville, uh, which gets you a t-shirt every six months. You get to pick one from the Idiotville store, uh, and then everything else. And then President of Idiotville... Uh, Pick your favorite Idiotville show and hop on for some Q&A. Weigh in with your opinions. That's the $100 tier. You also get the more of the business tier. The stickers, yeah. That's a, or if you just hate money and want to hang out with us. Yeah, if or you if you just, just want to give us $100 a month. I mean. yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. We expect nobody to sign up for that <laughs> fucking tier at all. But, <laughs> but, if, we, but if, you, yeah, if you put it on there and somebody does, we will honor it. So if you want to be on our show and just <laughs> tell us all to piss off, whatever. There was one where somebody put <laughs> on have to pay. a $250,000 tier and Patreon made them take it down. Really? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It was one of <laughs> I will suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that would okay, be. so for $250,000, <laughs> uh, Brent will give you oral sex. But Actually, yeah, I'll honor that for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I think your wife would be on board. She'd be, she'd be holding the camera. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so let's. Um, yeah, you can totally. <laughs> we're cutting all that. <laughs> you, you can do whatever the hell you want for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. All right. So um, we, I'll, I'll strip naked, and you can give you a piggyback ride down the fucking <laughs> state street. Is this whole show just going to be like what you would do for two hundred fifty thousand? I like that idea. <laughs> I, I feel like no. But I compare all one of those real sex things where they give people piercings in the back and they hang from the ceiling. I'd do that for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. All right. Well, let's. Uh, the things I wouldn't have. <laughs> let's move on to the show. We've picked our stuff enough. Um, we didn't really have a topic today, and then we were kind of spitballing some stuff, and, and Anna and I had a thought, uh, and then Brent had another thought, and and. I'm still thinking of what I'd do for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> and I think to be fair, our thoughts to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> were more like us just having conversations and saying, "Well, wait, why didn't we wait ten minutes and just talk about this?" Well, no, yeah, but I do. I, I had a major victory this week, and I do okay. want to talk about. Go ahead. This is the dumbest shit ever, and I appreciate you guys being on board with me when I did this, but years ago, on my brother and I watched some dumb fucking show, and we couldn't remember what it was. And we must have been, based on the math that we know now, we were probably 11 and 7 years old. Okay. And it was one about the dangers of gangster rap, and they went way too fucking far on it. <laughs> okay. Because it was just over the top and absurd, and even us at 11 and seven years old knew that it was over the top and absurd but the song was called kill your mother and it was about killing your mother and it just made us laugh we're just sitting there just like this is really what they're going with this is so over the top and fucking stupid so we assumed everybody watched this show i remember being at the bus stop like do kill your mother right and we're like i was like what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) so my brother and i just, just like it was our thing it was like our joke and nobody else had freaking heard of it 
And then we just like, man, the internet exists now. We're adults. We're like, this has been our inside joke for so fucking long. This has to be out there. This was probably about 2004 when we had that conversation. And I am proud to tell you (laughs) that nearly 20 years later, this week, through a guy on Twitter, we found it. So it exists. It exists. It's a real thing. It's a real fucking song. It's a shared delusion. I listened to it. I I watched the whole episode. (laughs) So you can at least see the comedy in it being like super over the top and stupid, right? (laughs) Were you worried this was part of the like Mandela effect for a while? Yes, I was super worried about that. Like it was a breakthrough. Just the other day on Twitter, my brother was sort of fucking around on there and found a guy who brought up, oh, remember the Kill Your Mother song? It was on this show. And he's like, it was on what fucking show do you say? It was like Dougie Doug. Yeah, it was Dougie. I went so far as to Nick Sorensen had interviewed Dougie Doug about a year ago. And I was using him to get in touch with fucking Dougie Doug, the guy who wrote the fucking song and did the fucking show, so I could figure out what the fuck it is and have a video of it. I went that far. I really did. Yeah. This is... This has been... This has been... Brent's Moby Dick. Yeah, this is Brent yeah, is, a, is my Finn's treasure. Like I just I've been looking for this for so long. I couldn't believe it. I actually scared my fucking wife because I found it and I stood up like, Yes! Oh my fucking god! Yes! I absolutely I feel like you reacted more strongly to this than you did than you would if the Pirates won the World Series. It would be the dude, if I would have found it right after the Pirates, like when they're playing like that root, root, root for our home team. That stupid song they play when the Pirates win. Yeah. And if I would have found it then, I probably would have just fucking ejaculated until my heart stopped. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Like, that would have been the best. Like, there's a, like, well, that motherfucker went out happy. I would have. Yeah. And I think this kind of segues into what... (laughs) How can that possibly segue into anything? (laughs) So that is something... That's something that Brent nerded out about. Yes. Okay. Two things. Fuck, you're good. Brent nerds out about the Pirates and baseball in general. Yeah, you really do. So I I love I love baseball. I know I know how that my team is an abysmal fucking failure, and the sport has become boring, and they don't market their fucking players, and the fucking uh, what is it? Commissioner does not care at, at all about small market teams. But I still love baseball. Yeah. Uh, and. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, my hockey team, I feel like, is the hockey team equivalent of the Patriots right now. Why would that make me feel better? <laughs> what about that would make me feel better, Anna? What? Please. They just feel so hated. Just so looked down on. And then the worst part is that, like, everyone's like, oh, you're a bandwagon fan. Like, no. No, nah, I'm I, there. I sat in that arena while there was, like, embarrassingly low attendance. It's a good arena. I've, I've watched games there. It's a great arena. I had that, you know, because I'm a big San Antonio Spurs fan, and a lot of it is um, I spent, like, the first five years of my life there, and I don't really remember it, but it was sort of, I don't know, like, I didn't have a team, yeah. and so it became kind of linked to the team from where I was from in a place that I barely remember, okay. but then it was also a lot of David Robinson was kind of, like, my guy when I was a kid. I got you. Like, in sports, I used to wear, like, number 50, and I still did when I played slow pitch, and I thought about it, it was because it was David Robinson's number. I made okay. that decision when I was, like, like nine or something, you know? So you're baseball, I'm hockey. You're football? Football, okay. pro wrestling. Pro wrestling, oh, for pro sure. Wrestling. Yeah, I really nerd out about wrestling, but the thing I nerd out the most about right now is comics. 
Like, I'm a huge comic book nerd, like, gigantic comic book nerd. And I thought I was, like, the nerdiest of nerds, and then I joined some Facebook groups, and I'm like, oh, no. I feel like that's how my husband feels. He's, like, feels like a super nerd, and then he's, like, meets actual super nerds, and he's like, oh, I have so oh far to God. go. <laughs> it's like when you, like, play a game, like a video game, and you're, like, playing, you can beat your friends, you're just awesome against the computer, and then you just hop online and realize, oh, I'm a total fucking clown. I can't touch these people. That's what the internet brings. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is with everything. And if you are a fan of something, there's a subreddit for it. Yeah, for um, sure. I am a member of a bunch of comic book subreddits. I wasn't the... Pro wrestling online interactions are the most toxic thing in the world, like websites and, and message boards and all that shit. Uh, the Reddit, the, the subreddits about wrestling are just awful because they're full of insane lunatic neckbeard gatekeepers. So what I do is I just follow stuff on Twitter because it's much more entertaining because you get like the old wrestlers who cuss people out. And then you get the new wrestlers who want to fight everybody. And then it's like the old wrestlers would be like, motherfucker, you wouldn't have made it two minutes in the 70s and 80s. So that's that's my thing with that. You know what I noticed? Like the, a real parallel between um, pro wrestling with the fan base. And this isn't my fan base, but it's something that like everybody, like pro wrestling, people parachute into sometimes. Metal. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm not like the massive metal fan. Sometimes you hear a song like, that's actually fucking slaps. That guitarist was awesome. I need to find out more about these guys. And you go in and you realize there's just neckbeard gatekeepers everywhere. And there's like the few people that are like totally awesome, solid people that you wish actually <laughs> represented that freaking subculture. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's like that with every single, every possible hobby. As I was going to say, like gatekeeping is, I hate it. I, I hate too. it. There's well, so many people that hate it and it sucks. Because it's because they base their whole fucking personality off of it. Right. And like, when you've invested years into something or, you know, taken the time to really dive deep and you feel this like superiority and, but it just sucks because like everybody at some point decided that was an interest or a hobby or like everybody starts somewhere. I just, I hate gatekeeping. Uh, it's, I and I think that that's probably a good spot for us to pause for a minute. When we come back, we're going to dig into our our nerdiness. Anna, I, I really am interested to find out what you're big, what you nerd out big about. Alright. Okay, so okay. let's let's get a little tease. What do you nerd out about? I don't know. I'm like I'm trying to think of what direction to go in here. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have another one. Let's ponder okay. it during the break. Uh, and then we're gonna go ahead and uh, do the Atoclipse food truck beer segment that we already did. And we will be right back. Hey Erie. Where do you get your tacos? Listen in every week to Idiotville Podcast and play our game. Where's the Conquistador? Only on Idiotville Podcast. So we're live on the Atocalypse food truck. Oh, shit. <laughs> you dumb fucker. Well, I didn't get it until after you said it. Okay. <laughs> Why would you do that, you asshole? Sorry. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be a very Brent and Anna exclusive oh, on the uh, Atocalypse food truck beer segment. Yeah. Uh, Dill Spears here behind the camera. Did you get a beer? 
I did not. May I have one? You can reach your you. fucking oh, ass over and get it. Jesus Christ. You're on camera with us. Anna, if you want to put that in the fridge so it doesn't get disgusting. Well, like, because of this, like I said, your, your beer fridge game keeps going up and up. Oh, yeah. I have a zillion randos in there. And I still have those three cans of Beast Ice. Yeah. So much better than that oh, a few weeks ago when we did that seltzer. Oh, that shit was you so mean the, fucking bad. The press? Yeah, that stuff was awful. Who got that? Uh, I was uh, left here by one of my many female companions. Okay. Oh, I yeah. mean, I don't mind seltzers, but I, don't, I would never bring one on the show. Well, we had to. It's, it's all part of the thing. <laughs> yeah. I work with this one guy. He's like, I can get you Russian beer. And I think he's lying, but I'm like, do it. He's like, really? You It's in Cyrillic. You couldn't even read it. I'm like, you don't know what I do. I Yeah, I will take some. Right. How many? I'm like, three or four would be great. Can we get some Effies or Effies? I asked him. He'd never even heard of it. Oh my God. That's a bunch of bullshit yeah. because it's a thing. Yeah. So, um, Anna, you picked this one up. We did. At, uh, our, one of our favorite places. It's our last minute stop. Yeah. Well, not that last minute stop. The secondary. You got stop. Hold Me Close, Tony Danza. Mm-hmm. It is. No, it's from Erie Brewing Company. Hold Me Closer. I'm Tired of Dancing. Now sing it. No. You sing it. Hold me closer. I'm tired of dancing. See, it's not that fucking hard. No. <laughs> I guess the glasses. Ooh, that's a New England IPA, and that is delicious. What they say about me. This is uh, 7.0. ABV. It was like a good mix that was like not trying to kill us, but not trying to go weak either. Right. No, that's that's very good. Um, Brent, I can't look at Untapped because we're using my phone to stream. Yeah, sad. That's on you. I got it. I got it. That's on you. It's never on Ryan. He's terrible. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm a very close second. Terrible at that. I'm not gonna lie. All right. It's good. It's very smooth. There's like a little bit of bitterness at the end, but it's not overwhelming. Because that's, I think, what I really disliked about IPAs for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is good. It's like full up and, you know, I don't know. It's like a, I don't want to say bold. I don't think that's the right word. But it's not like light. Be know. bold. Be bold. It's full flavor. Yeah. There you go. Thanks for the words. So okay. first of all, well, I better take my sip now. They're called "Hold Me Closer," Tony Danza. That's not the one that we're. No, definitely not. He's the boss, you know. Who's? Who is? Uh, was it Tony Danza or was it Angela? Definitely wasn't Jonathan. Fuck that kid was annoying. Yeah, you know. It was Alyssa Milano. Was, no, it was Mona. Mona was the boss of that shit, dude. Yeah, she didn't she just pass away like recently? Yeah, and that's so unfortunate. Mona fucking ruled. To Mona. To Mona. Mm. Jamona. <laughs> I'm just going to be a disembodied voice. It was like, yeah, when... Camera rig set up, right? We'll get it. Well, today we couldn't get the freaking one mic to work, so that yeah, helped. I got I to gotta do some troubleshooting this. So, Anna, is there right. anything in Untapped? I'm trying to find comments, but I'm not seeing anything so far. So, um, 7% ABV, 0 IBU... 187 ratings with a 3.61. That's, that's not bad. That's Very not bad. Hmm. I think that's a pretty fair rating. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Let me see if I can find. No, nobody ever wants that. They take their little pictures. They think right. they're all cute, but Everyone they don't take. Everyone took pictures of the same can. Well, it's a cool can. The can. <laughs> the can gets high marks from me. Yeah. Their can game at Erie Brewing Company is always excellent. It is. It's a great can. Like literally no comments. The one comment I saw so far just said back in Erie. Okay. <laughs> That's not a comment. That's an observation. Yeah. Uh. Well, no. Nothing. Let's move on. Literally Fuck nothing. It. Yeah. We'll do it live. We got a reasonable. Oh wait! Oh, oh, wait. oh my god. First time. <laughs> Saw some reviews and still went for it. It was good, but wasn't smooth and a little bittery. Seven percent. Okay for the price. Actually, I think that's pretty fair. That's spot yeah. on. Yeah. Um, I, I I think it hits like a good IPA should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not smooth though. No, it's 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 got your your bitter notes and it's gonna reach up and grab you with the hops, but it's not it's not bad. So it's I not like bad, it. but it's not complicated. No. Yeah, it's simply kind of simple. Yeah. And so I found two more. One just says it's okay, nothing to write home about. The next one says florally and tropical fruit. I'm not getting any. I'm not getting yeah. any floral. I'm getting all hops. Yeah. All the way through it. There's there's a little uh, a little something at the end. Yeah, I'm getting something, but it's nothing. I, it feels like it's just hops, more hops at the end. <laughs> like it just. <laughs> you like some hops with your hops here. Yeah. Here's some hops. I wouldn't say this strikes the note as hops for hops' sake, but it's kind of, yeah. I mean, it's hoppy, and I can deal with hoppy, but I, I don't know. I want it to be more than it is, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's pretty straight up. Yeah, I think. It's all right. <laughs> like, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we've got some some watchers. Uh, hey, Alex. Alex. And, uh, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's, yeah. Why aren't you open today, Brandon? I saw somebody wearing your shirt at TGI Fridays on a date yesterday. It was yeah, real that's, classy. That's real classy. Excellent date gear. The the uh, Let's Go Brandon shirts. Like, well, it's the Fourth of July weekend. Were, were the shirts red, white, and blue? Well, of course they were. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, They're in like the Trump font. You've seen those ones. I feel like we had to have seen the same person. Is that a? Is that no? We just live in fucking northwestern <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> There's any number of people on date nights wearing Let's Go Brandon shirts. Right. Is that like the font? name now is it like like if you're scrolling through your fonts and word it's like trump you're like fuck i can't use britannic bold anymore yeah microsoft word yeah yeah all right <laughs> so. i'm gonna do my campaign in wingdings good luck with that good, good it might call. be successful you never yeah. know so let's uh let's rate the beer okay okay um, one of you guys can go first all right, I'll go. You, you, All right, yeah, 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 I'll you do the honors. I think I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. Like, I think it's good. I don't know. Like I said, it's not, I don't want to, like, oversell the bitterness because I, I don't love that aspect of IPAs. It's tolerable on that end for me, who is more sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. And the flavor is fine. Like I said, it's not bad. It's got full flavor, I feel like. It's just, like, I think you hit it right on that. Like, it's just very, it's uncomplicated. It's yeah. not, there's not a journey you go on. You just drink it, and it tastes good, and it's 
refreshing <laughs> Yeah, I think it'd be better for people who don't do beer segments every week. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like if you've had enough, it's just like, it's so blah to me. I was I was between 3.5 and 3.25, so I'm going to go 3.25. Okay. Um, And I feel like, it, it, it's like I said, it's so fucking basic is my problem with it. And I love the can. I do. I love the can. And then as you go, like the hops don't hit as much, but you're like, oh, it's because I'm just scorching my palate with fucking hops. Like... Yeah. I don't know. I can handle hops. I like hops, but hops for hops sake is just makes for, I mean, I know it's a New England, Yeah. but but, there's no other but go for things a little bit more. I'm not saying you have to be like fruity or anything, or you can do this smoother or no, just, I don't know. I wanted it to be better. It's, it's not bad. It's, I'm not putting it below average, like below like 2.5 because it's not that, but it's just, it's just so freaking basic that I, I have to give it a three two five. Yeah, and you know what? That's exactly what I went with. And I've made the executive decision that instead of doing any rounding from now on, we're just going to go with whatever the average score is. Okay. So, so enjoy math. Out. Yeah. Well, I have. A I mean, it would work out that way anyway. We so need to like post <laughs> these somewhere, and we yeah. say it all the time, and we don't. And I know why we don't. Yeah. Because every time we say it and don't do it, it becomes a longer, more complicated process to do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, at this point, we are looking at 3.33 ah, for this, because I yeah, also... It is a third of 10. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I went 3.25, uh, based exactly on what you guys are saying. This is... And it's above average for a beer, but it's not outstanding for an IPA, so it's, it's, it's there. It's better... Than the 2.5, but it doesn't quite reach that. You've got to run out and get this mm-hmm. level of IPA, and and I feel like that's a that's a theme that runs through a lot of the Erie Brewing Company beers. Is they're all unless they want to pay us. Yeah, I mean they're all B plus beers. There, I have not had an A plus. They're all beer. solid. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, this like, is like, B plus is great. Yeah, and like this would be good. Like if it's hot outside, you're hanging out it's a good weekend for something like this, where you're just kind of like, no, nah, you don't want to go down to like your water. But you know what this reminds me of? Okay, so you have your beers in your fridge. Everybody has. It's almost like they're they're eclectic little leftover things. And you have your ones that are like super awesome and you're saving them for the right time. You have your ones that you'll get out anytime. Then you have your ones that sit in your fridge for a few months because you'll get around to it. This is a total get around to it beer. Are are you talking about like the the heavy topper that uh, Ted Brogan had in his fridge that his father-in-law drank? Yeah. Or was it Joe Brogan that did that? That was Joe. Oh. He's like, I have this beer. And he's like, I will murder you. You. That's why I was glad when I was in Vermont. I made sure to bring home uh, some Heady Topper just oh, for yeah. just for um, Joe because I I remembered that story and I'm like I, I got you back, homie. That he gave me my first Heady Topper. So yeah, that that was. The, but that's the ultimate. Leave it in the fridge, save it for a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Put a note on it that says, "If you drink this, I will murder you." Kind yeah. of beer. And then you have your others. I, like, I think Lavery is a good example of it. like, oh sweet Lavery, I'll crack one of your Lavery. That's gonna be a good time. And they have ones that just didn't quite connect the way you wanted. And they sit in that fridge and eventually you get around to it yeah and that's where and we're about to see that journey in that fridge with this. yeah I, I have to go through because i'm moving that fridge to the uh the auxiliary studio mm-hmm. for the summertime yeah that's a good call so um so this is a 3.33 but we have a very important question brent where 
is my penicillin. Yeah, no. Where's the, the conquistador? conquistador? With my penicillin, because yeah. I have to. I'm not quite sure, and I'm trying to find out. Oh, uh, Alex Messenger asks in the chat. Uh, the uh, Let's Go Brandon shirt, what is it, a uh, Punisher logo in red, white, and blue? No, but that 100% exists. I've never seen it, but is there any doubt in any of yours, any of your minds that, you, that that exists? No, apparently Marvel is going to be cracking down like crazy on that. I thought that was DC. Am I mistaken? No, I'm, sure I'm going to believe Marvel. you on that. Yeah. That that was, like I said, if I if I'm wrong, I'm ta- I'm taking Dill's word for that on that. But yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 129. Sounds like you know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know he knows. I, I know going, he knows. I was going through key issues this morning when I was cataloging my comics, and uh, that actually popped up as a major key. Hmm, okay. Just a copy of it just sold for like four grand. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I saw the, the highest graded copy of Fantastic Four number one just sold for $2.1 million. Holy crap. That, that is my... That is my holy grail of comics. If I had a, a copy of Fantastic Four, oh, you better Four, start saving. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna need to win the lottery. Yeah, here soon. See, that was the thing. That's why I had to be smart, like me. My holy grail of baseball cards, I bought for ten dollars. The Billy Ripken fuckface. Exactly. Yes. I had to have it. I saw it. I'm like, holy shit, I will do whatever. They're just like, I didn't think you were going to come back. And I'm like, I've been trying to buy this since I was freaking seven. Yeah, I'm, I was coming the fuck back for it. I was looking for it one year when I had you for uh, Secret Santa when we were at Rack. <laughs> oh, it would have been the best. Oh, I just so. remember <laughs> I had you for Secret Santa that one year, and I like, I got him like ECW's bloodiest matches and Gia because she's naked like the whole time, and, yeah, it, we, and we, he's like, this is the best Christmas ever. <laughs> it was better than the year I got Castle Grayskull, and that's saying something. Oh, you got Castle Grayskull? You were that motherfucker? I did. I got Castle Grayskull. Like, four kids on my block got it that year. Jeez. Like, I thought I was awesome and then everybody else had it, but I got He-Man, Skeletor, and Castle Grayskull. Impressive. All of the same Christmas. But there was the holy grail of 80s kids' toys. Yeah. And I don't know anybody who had it. The G.I. Joe aircraft. That's the fucking one. Yes. 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 I have, I know two people who had it. Were they billionaires? Uh, no, neither of them were billionaires. One of them was a child of divorce. Oh, so oh, dad was trying to buy right. that love. Yeah, exactly. That, that was the key. The other one just had really cool parents. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's better for the other kid. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So uh, where is the conquistador? Well, the conquistador right now, he is at a private event. That's that son of a bitch. bitch. Not good for him. I'm assuming that these wealthy overseas oil benefactors pay him handsomely for his tacos. Yeah. That's okay. The live tour of goddamn food trucks over here. Enjoy your fucking dirty Saudi oil money, you son of a bitch. I mean, our sponsor. I mean, <laughs> enjoy your dirty Saudi, <laughs> Saudi money oil, you fantastic human being who makes great tacos, is what I meant to say. Not the other thing that I said. Right. Right. Slip of the tongue. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Where, where, where else? But tomorrow, and it's all I got, he's going to be at the Edinburgh Fireworks from 5 to 10. Okay. Which means I'm going to be at the Edinburgh Fireworks from 5 to 10. Yeah, I, I'm really happy about that, too, because that's a that's quite the event. They have the fireworks over Fake Lake. and They do it over Fake Lake? I thought they do it over the Edinburgh Lake. Really? No, they do them over Fake Lake. It's all sponsored by uh, the Northwest Pennsylvania College of Penn West? Medicine or whatever the fuck it's called now. Oh, my God. Penn West. <laughs> what the fuck? So, uh, that's where... Can you, uh, can you get, like, freaking certificates and, like, VCR repair? 
Yes. <laughs> Science I'm take fiction a, book reading. Take a fucking typing class. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that's gonna that's gonna do it for the Atocalypse food truck beer segment. And what a beer segment it was. Yes. As always. So we are going to raise up our cans. And we are going to say, hold me closer. Uh, <laughs> that too. Uh-huh. But, Beers to ya. All right, we are back from the Atocalypse Food Truck beer segment. We're back. Before we get into the rest of the show, we want to talk real quick about our sponsors. Uh, obviously, Atocalypse Food Truck sponsors the beer segment. And we're also sponsored in part by Palermo Realty. Palermo Realty. Man, and what a way to ring in, like, our nation's independence. Are our freaking rights being stripped? Fuck yeah. But you know what? We're still living in America. And in America, you can take your star-spangled ass up on fucking Edinburgh Road and get yourself a fucking nice place from Palermo Realty. Palermo Realty. Uh, Brent, what do we always say about Palermo Realty? Get paid. Get laid. And get Get real. real. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about things that we nerd out about. And Anna had to kind of decide which one she's going to go after. So, Anna, what's your what's your big nerd? I mean, I feel like the biggest thing for me is, like, obvious because I talk about it. which And you guys even said before, like, as soon as I get talking about, like, photography or marketing or, like, any, like, analytical thing like that, I just super geek out. I don't know. Like, I feel like my husband has kind of had to drag me into some of the, like realm of Marvel and, like, comics and things like that. But I'm actually, like, kind of interested in some of that stuff and falling into that. So I guess, like, that's kind of my newfound thing is we don't have a lot of time to watch TV, so, like, I kind of let him dictate. <laughs> like, we're watching this, you know, getting into that kind of stuff. Um, I guess if I had to pick, like, my biggest thing that I could just talk your ear off about for hours, it would be photography, which is so obvious. I know that. <laughs> I, I was certain that was where you were going to go with it. Um, what is the online community like? You know, it depends where you place yourself. I think talking about gatekeeping, it's gotten better in a lot of ways. Um, It's such a fickle thing because I don't think people put enough weight on how much you can be a hobbyist versus a professional and how much being a professional doesn't necessarily mean you're the best photographer ever. So you can be a great photographer who does it only for yourself and you can be a really shitty photographer who gets paid. And then there's like this whole in-between world of like somewhere in the middle. Um, But it's really the community that you surround yourself with. I'm actually going to a conference soon with that I'm really excited about because it's such a supportive, great photography community. And so whereas I've been involved in some before where it's very like uppity and like, oh, like you just don't know what you're doing. Well, no shit, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm new at this, you know? So, and that's kind of why I feel so strongly like about, you know, people like, oh, do you offer mentoring? Like, yeah, sure. But also if you just want to go grab coffee and like talk about it, like you don't have to pay me. I'll just talk to you about it. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that that is, that's a huge, issue with a lot of a lot of hobbies but how did you how did you get involved in photography was it just something you'd always liked and yeah moved into, i really wanted to take a photography class in high school and this was way back when you had to have a film camera it was a super hard class to get into like i was never able to break into that class and so it was really when i was like in early adulthood that 
digital cameras started becoming more affordable. Um, so I ended up getting my first DSLR and took a lot of really awful, terrible pictures for literally years. Because this is also when the internet was like, oh, forums were a thing, but like they weren't, you know, I don't know, digital photography was like kind of like all the film purists were still like, oh, it sucks, you know, and like digital cameras were like coming up, you know, so there's just all these things kind of coming up at the same time. And so um, even though I spent a lot of time online, like trying to figure out how to get better, I didn't really land in any specific community that actually helped me get better until probably like 2012, 2013-ish. And then, then I found like somewhere that was pretty inexpensive and also gave me this wealth of information instead of paying for like every little nugget that I wanted to know. It was like, yeah, like I don't (laughs) want to pay you for every little tiny drop of info. Like, so I found this place online that was like everybody from working pros down to, I just bought a camera and I don't even know how to take a picture with it, you know, and people were very forthcoming and supportive. And so that was really when I was like, okay, like there's people here that are doing the same thing that I want to do. And I really dove in from there and I had my kids. And so I really used them as subjects. And it started with like, oh, let's get dressed up and like go take pretty pictures. And then it turned very much into like, holy shit, I have like a baby and like four other kids and like my life is a shit show. And most days I'm lucky if I take a shower and like I'm going to document this because it's like hard, but obviously it's a period of my life that I want to remember too. How do I document it in a way? And that was really where I learned the most, I think was like, just picking my camera up every day and just doing something different. And that didn't involve, and I'm not going to say like, obviously there's tons of portrait photographers who that's the whole case. Like, Oh, let's take your family and trawl through a field and take <laughs> yeah. pictures. Let's go to the pumpkin patch. Right. And like, but like, I mean, that's not my family. Like I, we never run through a field dressed up in nice dresses, you know? So it was very much like, I do all the time. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to say, Brent, just yeah. changed his dress before he got here. <laughs> Did you have a photographer there? Yeah, well, I was mad because my flip-flop still has the same pair. Yep. So oh, I wanted to the same flip-flops. You didn't though. plan ahead? We didn't. Oh. I saw his. I'm like, God damn, we're going to like morons all summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the flip-flops. <laughs> In addition to the flip-flops that match, yes. which I'm not happy about. Yeah. So I, I really, I love your photography. Like everything I've seen of yours, I follow oh, it's you great. on Instagram. Anytime you post pictures, I'm just like, God Damn, she is better at that than I have ever been at anything. So, um, like, you you recently started a new job, and we're not going to talk about that, but it's kind of limited your ability to do photo shoots and stuff like that because your time is spoken for. Well, I don't know. When the people go through the Long John Silver's drive-thru, you can take pictures Absolutely. with them. Absolutely. You can take pictures at the speaker and the window. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> Stand corrected, don't you, Dill? God damn, I'm so sorry. No, actually, I think the funny part was um, in taking on a new job, what I really wanted to do was there was always this balance for me of like, I did I want to make photography my full-time job and end up not loving it as a hobby? Or did I want to maybe take a job that wasn't so photography heavy that I could spend my in, my free time very intentionally taking photos, if that makes sense. So that's kind of where I landed was like, I have this job that is occasionally going to rely on my photography skills, which is great because I, I know I, that's a very deep pool of knowledge for me. But also I can just take my camera and go get lost in Asbury Woods and just take photos of whatever the hell I want, not because I'm getting paid for it. And, and that was important to me because it's always been a creative outlet. You know, I have jobs over 
many years that didn't involve photography, not even a little tiny bit. And so photography was always my creative outlet. Like, I can't really draw. Like, you see that shitty drawing on the wall over there? <laughs> They're way better than I can do. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't paint. I can't do these things. But, like, photography, I spent so many years honing in and learning that I am comfortable and am confident. And so now I like being able to spend my free time doing that because I just love doing it and I don't want to burn out on it because I have to do what other people want me to do. Right. And that, and, and last thing about, uh, about your nerd is, uh, if somebody was interested in getting into photography and they don't know where to go, what's a good resource for them? Hmm. I mean, I feel like it kind of depends. Um, one of my favorite groups on Facebook, I hope they don't mind that I'm giving them a shout out is the Why beginner photography podcast group because they're so welcoming and like open arms you know they'll give you feedback they'll give you criticisms they'll give you advice um the podcast itself is a great wealth of information but on top of that the facebook group that goes along with it is fantastic and just such a good starting place and then the other thing i would say is like don't limit yourself i don't know i I have such a hard time because so many photographers are very like niche and that's okay like if you know your one thing that you want to shoot and that's all you want to do and you want to perfect it that's great i have found along the way I don't know if it's just me as a person but like I love shooting lots of random things I love street photography I love macro I love like landscape stuff Find that beautiful bag just dancing in the wind yeah, you're right <laughs> <laughs> so I always hated I think every time I tried to set out to define like who I was as a photographer like what do I shoot if somebody would say oh what kind of photographer are you oh I'm this I was never able to clearly answer that question and I'm still not able to answer that question for myself some days I feel like going to a bigger city and shooting street photography. And some days I want to sit my kids down and shoot some interpretive, artistic, creative portrait. Like, I don't know, I just want to do all the things. So like, don't limit yourself. Like if you're interested in something, try it out and don't feel like you have to like find your one thing. Cause you, you just don't. I don't think you could have said that, said that any better. Um, and, and I really appreciate your insight. Anytime I have a photography question, which is not very often because I don't do a lot of it, I'll be like, yeah, you know, what do you think about this? And I know that Marty, when he moved to South Carolina, you gave him some really good tips as far as getting stuff for his Instagram and, and just angles and stuff like that. So you have a vast, vast wealth of knowledge. So um, I'm always going to hit you up for questions. Yeah, go for it. If any of our listeners are interested, send me a message. Hell yeah. You would definitely be the person <laughs> that I hit up, that's for sure. So, Brent, what are you nerd about? You know, I'm kind of glad that we took a break and I was able to think about this a little bit because, yeah, baseball is a thing and a lot of the reasons I like baseball is actually is the, the strategy all the way involved, all the way from what's going on in the field to player acquisition, development, you know, managing the money, all that stuff. Like, just the whole machinations of how everything comes together is very interesting to me. Another thing I've always liked is, you know, I'm a big comedy nerd. I'm that guy who quotes Mr. Show still. I'm like the 90s Simpsons. I have them all memorized. That's just who I am. But when I really, really thought about it, it's this. It's this right here. I I don't think I've ever told any of you this story of a big reason that all of Idiotville and everything we do means so much to me. But I guess now's as good a time as any, right? So back when everybody got the internet, we were all in high school and shit. Um, 
I always wanted to make something like that. I just love content creation. It's just something I've always been passionate about. So I started basically what was kind of like an early blog, right? And it was pretty much of like what it was, you know, just being, there, there, there wasn't much of a theme. It was pretty much just, this is life in, you know, the mid to late nineties in Sagertown, Pennsylvania. And my other friends would start doing it too. And we'd all sort of play off of each other. And my whole thing was like, give me a subject. I'll just riff on it. I'll write fucking, you know, 500 words and then we'll hopefully it'll be funny. You know, that was sort of what I did. It's probably some misspellings probably wasn't as funny as I thought, but I really enjoyed doing it. And it got to the point where in a small town like that before uh, Google, I was getting one to 2000 hits a week. Holy crap. Yeah. And it was like the big thing in the, like, you know, if you're in the library, it was like the, you know, yeah. people talk, share it on ICQ. Was it, it was becoming, or was it? it? Yeah. Okay. But it was pretty easy to find out who it was, it. especially in a small town like that. Yeah. So my friends and I had this thing where we do, because we played like uh, baseball every summer. It was more like we played, we built a field when we were like 10 and we got like this fencing. We played with like, and we put it in my friend's backyard. We made like base pass and shit. And it was actually really fucking dope, but we just get way too into it. And this continued until the last summer we played was in between our freshman and sophomore years of high school. And then everyone's like, yeah, we're just going to stay at our school. This was fun. What a time. But we'd, but from that, we'd always talk shit there. Like it was like, it wasn't like the sand lot. If the sand lot was X rated. You're, you're talking shit. Oh yeah. I'm stunned. (laughs) I have to go end the podcast so I can go. My first broken nose happened there when I hit somebody in the face (laughs) with a fucking pitch. (laughs) We didn't fuck around. And so it was, became this thing where we'd have these say we'd like roast each other on this well this got big in my school and um of course on the library computers and teachers found it and all these things of us talking about fighting and about like making threats oh i'm gonna kick your ass and stuff they thought it was legitimate i um got suspended for 10 days i had to go in front of the school board to not get expelled i was kicked off the football team i lost i pretty much failed every grade that year because i mean that's um six weeks because I couldn't fucking go to school or do make up any of the work. And of course they had that deleted. They were talking about getting police involved. And so all that, like something I loved was kind of ripped from me in a way that was very bad. Yeah. And so I just, I didn't want to do that and I want to do it legally. I want to do it like legit. So I went to school and I, you know, got a degree in journalism and thinking that was going to be the way. And then had a kid right before I graduated. And they're just like, if I wanted to make enough money to support my freaking son, I, I couldn't get into that. So I got into fucking sales and I thought I'd be good at it and I was never good at it. And I failed, you know, lied to myself that I would be, and it just never happened. But then, then I got this and I realized that I was running away from a part of myself that I totally fucking loved for a very long time for some unfounded fears of some people who didn't understand what the fuck I was doing. And I just, it's, this is, it's something I'm super passionate about. You probably noticed that in our group chats, I'm the one who's always like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Let's do that. It's just because like, this is always what I've wanted to do. And I just, I thought that that was something that, that kids did. And even when kids did it, that it eventually would punish them for fucking doing it. And so, yeah, this is it. I'm sharing like it you, with all you guys. I feel like you like, you would bleed this. Like that's, if there's one of us that does, it yeah, you. Yeah. It's just, it's always like, um, I always am happy about this. Like no matter what, no matter who fucking listens, the fact that 
I get to just do what I feel like I was meant to do. You know, like what I was supposed to do, what I what I enjoy doing. And well, so, you talk about too, like, and you've brought up before how this has led us, all of us, in different ways to pursue different things in our life or find new opportunities, and they've kind of been like born here. Mm-hmm. And that I think it makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of freedoms in recognizing, like you you just said, like oh, this is something that kids do. But then like you hit a point where you're just kind of like, I can like remind myself that I can kind of do what I want. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, no. And I think that a lot of that, Anna, is our parents' generation, because you know, our parents are in their their 60s and 70s, and their generation was once you get to a certain age, things that you liked as a child or as a teenager, you're not allowed to like anymore. Well, also there was like a path you're supposed to follow, right? You're supposed to go to high school, you're supposed to go to college, you're supposed to get a job, you're supposed to buy a house, get married, have a kid, like boom, 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 you follow the path, that's how life's supposed to go. And I think it's hard. I mean, I'm a little younger than you guys, but not so young that I didn't feel like a failure when I had a baby at 17 because that automatically was supposed to label me as a piece of shit. So, you know, like, I think I've done a lot of, like, growing and and realizing, and I think, like, you have just on a completely different path, but, like, neither of those paths were what we were kind of told we were supposed to do. I almost feel like the path is antiquated in a lot of ways, and it took all of us a long time to figure that out because we, it it wasn't antiquated when we entered the path because we do have those parents there, like, grandparents. Like, I was looking, my grandparents actually had their 72nd wedding anniversary yesterday. Yeah, seriously, right? Yeah. My, my, I don't know if my grandma graduated high school. Um, She was one of, like, 12 kids. Um, I'm pretty sure she had just turned 18 when they got married my grandfather went into the army and that's just what you did you know what she never she, she, she never learned how to drive she never had a fucking job and my my grandfather worked for um, PPG and that's how they ended up here was actually their plant closed they got transferred up here and I think that was probably like late 70s and so that's kind of how my family ended up in this area but it was sort of the American dream that worked for that time it was like yeah you know what you you do have to put some of the childish shit on hold because if you do this adult thing and if you continue to go to this job and your wife continues to raise those kids then you that prosperity is there for you and it's not for us it's fucking not you know both of us you know I, I don't know many people out there where all oh, the wife stays home and takes care of the kids. It's just like there, there's not enough to go around. Inflation has only exacerbated a lot of that. But that path that we were told, like, hey, grin, bear it. You'll get to go on vacation sometimes. You'll have a nice fucking house in this nuclear family. You'll get to fucking barbecue and there'll be parades. That's not available to us. So when that's not available to you and the freaking path that you've been told will lead you to this thing fucking doesn't, you're going to look at other things. Right. But that's when I think you find your freedom. Exactly. And so in a way, even though we've been fucked and I could sit and bitch about it, who else gets to have an epiphany in their late freaking thirties of, Hey, this is my life and I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. Right. And that's been, I mean, like doing this show and doing all the stuff that we're doing for me, like I love it, but there are times that I'm just like, I can't fucking edit one more goddamn minute of audio or I don't want to sit down and take an hour and a half out of my Sunday to, to put some shit together to get this up. And there are times where it's like, okay, I I wish that I 
loved this as much as Brent does. And I love this. I love doing this. I love having you guys here. I love going to cam. I love all the stuff that we do, but I don't have the overwhelming drive for it that Brent does. Like he, he lives and breathes this. And to me, it, that brings me back whenever I'm like, God, maybe we should just stop doing this. And then <laughs> Brent gets really excited about something. I'll be like, you know what? God damn it. He's right. Yeah. I'm not going to give up on this. And there have been times where I wanted to. Absolutely. Right. Like I've had, I've had a rough few years. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, but this is like to hear him say that and to hear his passion, it's kind of renewed my, my vigor for doing this. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, numerous podcasts. We have a website. Uh, Brent, do you still maintain a blog? I need to a little bit more. I haven't been able to because um, work things and just, just everything that goes around with it. And sometimes and it's the thing that I preach about for anybody who's starting something. You just think, okay, well, it's been so long. What do I start with? And what if it sucks? Instead of just being like, fuck it and do it. And if it sucks, get better. Like I tell everybody fucking else to do. Yeah. So yeah, I can still fall into the same shit. We so. were so terrible at this when we started. <laughs> this show was so awful for like the first year. Okay. It was so bad. Also, it's like really hard to take your own advice. Let's yeah. just put yeah, that absolutely. out there. Like, what would you tell somebody else? Now you do it. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Don't, like, don't, don't, don't do this. Yeah. Don't get into this. But <laughs> uh, I, want, I want to talk a little bit about my my nerdiness. Yeah, we want to hear it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Hunt it. Yeah. I have a lot of nerdiness. I have a lot of things I that I nerd out about. Crown. Um, I am, I am a, a comics nerd. I am a wrestling nerd. I am very much a sci-fi nerd. Um, I do, I do tabletop RPGs. Like you can't name a nerdy hobby that I haven't at least tried. Um, right now, my focus is really on comics, but not just comics. It's like comics and blogging about comics and looking at old art. And occasionally, uh, our good friend Troy Township got me this this great program for my uh, for my iPad where I can go in and do like graphic editing. So what I'll do is I'll find like raw pencils yeah. of comic pages online and just to just to focus my brain on something, I'll go in and I'll I'll do the uh, I'll do the inking on it or Are I'll you go Oh, yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a great thing, and that's led me to things like I can take our logo, yeah, and I can make adjustments to our logo. I can make it look like a uh, like a mid major college logo. Like they did it really looked like the UCF. Yeah, I was like, oh, I played them. That was one double A Midwest back in NCAA yeah. football. <laughs> yeah. And but the the thing for me for comics has always been like my my overwhelming nerdy thing has always been comics like my brother brought home a comic when I was seven and I remember it exactly I still have a copy of it It is Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars number four it had the Hulk and all the other heroes and the Hulk was holding up a mountain and fuck yeah Hulk between beneath 450 billion tons stands the Hulk and he's not happy and that's it, also the tag not in line of my penis it's not happy <laughs> no it stands under my guts under 450,000 pounds <laughs> no, but lies the Hulk and he's not happy for me like I have been buying comics off and on consistently for almost 40 years you know I'm gonna be I'm 45 I just turned 45 I started buying comics when I was seven you know and it was like the big 80s comics like 
X-Men and G.I. Joe, and I really loved those. And then as I got older, I started buying more and more comics, and now I have... Uh, I have a wall behind me here. Yeah, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> that is, all of those boxes are 100% full. Holy cow. Um, I have 15 short boxes of comics, which is roughly 2,500 single issues. Plus, I have 120 collected editions called uh, trade paperbacks or graphic novels. Uh, plus, I have probably 105 gig of digital comics. I Jesus, dude. I subscribe to... Well, there's a lot of duplication. <laughs> um, I subscribe to uh, Marvel Unlimited because it comes free with my Disney Plus subscription. Is so, it really? Yeah, it's okay. awesome. I would not. So yeah. I get, I, it's <laughs> that's why I used to watch Heavyweights and Simpsons reruns. Gotcha. Marvel, Marvel <laughs> is, Heavyweights is awesome. owned yes. by Disney. So your login gets you your uh, gets you a Marvel Unlimited subscription. Plus, I also use Amazon's Comixology because there's a lot of free stuff there from other publishers that aren't Marvel. So I literally really have terabytes worth of comics that I can access. Jesus. I want to read something, I can find it. I have friends that read it. Um, I found a really great app. Like, if you're a comic book person, or even if you have comics in your house, and you don't know if they're worth anything, or if any of them are important, that you might be able to make money on just by selling them. There's a great app called CLZ. It's a comic book database where basically you can either search by title and like, all right, that one, that one, that one, that one. Or you can actually scan the barcode, and it'll pull the issue up, and you can mark that as in your collection. And I had to do that when I brought my comics here from my parents' house. During the pandemic, couldn't go anywhere. Went out to my parents, got my comics, brought them here, bought new boxes, boards, bags, a whole nine yards. And um, I just cataloged all my comics, and I'm kind of going through and make some adjustments to it. But this is it's $14.99 a year. And it is the best $15 I spend because I used to just have it all written down and you lose your shit. <laughs> and now it's, and I didn't want to build a spreadsheet because what a pain in the ass that is. <laughs> I do think of all the pre-tech things that we used to do to keep track of shit that just went away one day when you're just like, oh, this is a much better way. <laughs> Tim Kirkjian had every single box score for every single baseball game from the time he was 10 years old in the 60s until like 2000 and then he's like it's all available digitally but he would cut out all of the box scores and he had them all filed wow every single game ever that's dedication yeah that's <laughs> you know that's it that's a nerd right there yeah. that's a big nerdiness yeah. and for me like comics i love the characters i love the creators i love going back and looking at stuff i might not have liked as a kid and going you know what this is really good this art is excellent that's my mm. husband has really gotten into comics over like the last year or so and he's like big on the art and he'll show me he'll be like go check this out like i don't i haven't read any of them but the art i can appreciate 100 yeah. percent. i am i am such a big believer in it. and there's a lot of communities online that are really good and there's a lot of them that are really toxic like you'll get the mm. stands for creators yeah that are just like you can't say anything bad about you know this guy or you know yeah so there's one group that i'm a member of and it's the it's marvel comics 1961 to 1997 okay and the rule is you can't trash anybody's opinion 
anybody's art or any comic. That's awesome, like actually. Don't say anything. Yeah. Like, okay, I like that. Okay, I don't like that, but I'm just not going to say anything about it. Um, I started doing a blog that's called The Comics I Love, where I go through and I'll, like, read a story, and then I'll write a little review of it, and I'll talk about things that I love, and I'll talk about things that I would change. But I don't... One thing I'm trying to avoid is, this was terrible. Like, I went back and looked at my stuff from my live journal days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so snarky and, you know, trying to be edgy. Wow. And just That's come, the worst. Oh, my God. just come off as such a douche. <laughs> I know. You ever... Oh, my God. I oh. think of, like, what Facebook, like, 15 years oh ago, when I'm some dumb fucking bro hanging yeah, out at frat houses, and, and I'm just like, like, so drunk. I'm Rick James, bitch. And I'm like, oh, fuck you, dude. Oh, my God. That's how people <laughs> know me from that time. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, when I would bitch about things that I had no clue about. Oh, my and God. And now it's, it's like, when I look at this stuff, I'm like, okay. But I think that's, like, the beauty of, of like, getting older and getting... Like more life experience is that you can look at the things that you thought you like you still might agree with that that perception of like hey that wasn't great I would have done this differently but also realizing that like it's, it's not yours journey. to do and like you do your own things it's it's all about personal growth and I think that's what hobbies are like if you're really into something be into it don't be a dick about it right and I think <laughs> that's, that's the key yeah. be <laughs> nice yeah. you know that's like Joe Pesci said in Casino when when uh, Ace Rothstein showed up to his restaurant to grab his wife who had like tied their daughter up Joe Pesci just looks at him and goes, be fucking nice. And that's what I say now. Like, be fucking nice about shit. You don't like something somebody else doesn't, somebody else likes? Who fucking cares? You don't have to do it. I have a, I have a bar towel hanging in the bar here. This is be nice or leave. Yeah. And I mean it. Like, be nice. So let's, uh, we're well over the time I thought we were yeah. going to be. Yeah, we still yeah, have right. some other content to record. So we are going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of Idiot Bill, uh, what do you nerd about? And uh, you know what? Tweet at us. Message us. What do you nerd about? Do you want to talk about something that you nerd about? Let us know. Everybody nerds about something, and we want to know. So Yeah, don't hide your nerd. Yeah, no. Celebrate that, that nerd. Wear that flag proudly. So, for Anna Harpixen. Thank you so much. For Brent and Liberty. Love you, Ari. I'm Joe Spears, and we will see you at the Hobby Shop. The Idiotville team would like to thank Community Access Media, The Atacalypse Food Truck, Palermo Realty, our Patreon subscribers, and all of our listeners for their support and contributions. We love you, Erie.